Okay, Shalom Aleichem everyone. We're continuing our Shir, the life and Torah of our leaders. And Baruch Hashem, today we have a new development. Bez Hashem, we will be posting this Shir on Torah anytime as well. And I'd like to, at this opportunity, thank Torah anytime, Shimon Kol Yaakov, and... Reb Mayor Summers, who takes care of the text details, who helped me out a lot. And uh, we'd like to thank them for giving us this opportunity and giving me this opportunity to be on Torah anytime. And Bez Hashem, it should be Lahagdil Torah Lahadira. Of course, we're live with First Seder, Bismedrish, um, as we are every Tuesday at 11.30. And uh, that's with Yedidi Vichavivi, Reburi Greenspan, Sozayin Gazunt and Stark. And uh, Baruch Hashem, we're able together to have this shutfis and bring you this shir about G'dayla Yisrael. So today we're going to talk about the Taisvis Yontif. The Taisvis Yontif, whose yard site was Vav El. Vav El was last week. Last week we did Rameir Simcha. It was a big toss-up for me, Rameir Simcha or the Taisvis Yontif. And Baruch Hashem, we're able to do, to do both of them. So... Let's talk about the Taisvis Yantif. The Taisvis Yantif's name was Reb Gershin Shol Yomtif Lipman Halevi, Ben Reb Nassan Halevi Heller. He was born as Yomtif Lipman. Lipman is like a, a Yiddish name um, and uh, for Yomtif. And his name was Yomtif, Yomtif Lipman Halevi Heller. He was born, we'll see at the end how he got the name Reb Gershin Shol. He was born in the year 1579 in a city in Germany called Wallerstein. Wallerstein. It's about uh, 100 kilometers southwest of Nuremberg, for those who know their geography. Um, in his Hakdama to his Pirish on Rabbeinu Bechaye, as we'll see, he wrote a Pirish on, ben, on the Kabbalah of Rabbeinu Bechaye. And he writes there, I was never in this world when my father was alive. Meaning his father was Nifter before he was born. In the preface to Madani Melech, his Sefer on the Rosh, he writes, His father was taken to the Yeshiva Shalmaila when he was 18 years old. I never saw his face. A few days after, not long after, my father was Nifter, he writes, is when I was born, I was never Zaycha to see his face. So he grew up in the house of his grandfather. His grandfather was named Harav Moshe Wallerstein. And I saw he was actually considered the Rav on the entire um, the country of Germany, Medina Sashkenaz. He was called, he was a Makubal, a big Makubal. And in fact, in, Rabbe, in his Pirish, Rabbeinu Bechaye, the Taisus Yantif quotes him, a Kabbalah he has from his grandfather. He writes, Ani Mekubal, Mi Piyadei Zikni, Arav Moshe, a Kabbalah in how to do Shnayim Mikra Vecha Targum. There's a whole different opinions in Halacha of how to do it. And he writes, My grandfather, I have a Kabbalah from my grandfather. You do first Mikra, and then you do Targum, and then you do a second time Mikra. So that's who is his grandfather. Um, brought him up. He also learned, it seems his grandfather taught him Tyre in the beginning of his life, he also learned 
um, by Reb Yaakov Ginsburg, Ginsburg from a place called Friedberg in Germany. There's two places, Friedberg. One is much more north away from Wallerstein. There's one a little bit closer, so I'm not sure which one it was. And in fact, in the Taisis Yantif in Nida, Parakei Mishneh Gimel, he calls him Meiri Harav, and he quotes him in two places as well, the Masech Tabrachis and Divrei Chamudois, as his Rebbe. Sometime when he was younger, after he learned by these people, he went to Prague. And he came to Prague, he was a teenager, and he writes in the preface to his sefer called Tzuras Habayis, he wrote a sefer about the Tzura of the Beis Hamikdash. He calls himself Yomtev Lipman Mikak Wallerstein Ir Meladati. My name is Yomtev Lipman from Wallerstein, that's where I was born. And I've made my place here in a city of Seifrim and Chachamim. Kilo Kedoisha Mufuara Rabasiam, a holy Kihila, Kihila, many people. Krach Godol Ubira, it's a major city, a capital city, and its name is Prague. So he came to Prague and he learned in Prague. And he learned by the Maralmi Prague. The Maralmi Prague. Um. And he obviously was very mushpa from the Maralmi Prague. In his Hakdama to the Taisis Yantif, he writes that the Maral, now Bez Hashem, next week we'll talk about the Maral, Yudches Elul is the Maral's yard site. But the Maral um, changed the whole Chinuch system. He had a different Chinuch system that was going on in the, in the world at the time. And he went back to the basics, Pirkei Ovis, very methodical, Ben Chomish Lemikra, so on and so forth. And the Taisis Yantif writes that the Maral with Darshan, that you have to learn Mishnayis. He once, in those days, and even maybe nowadays a little bit, once people graduated to Gemara, they forgot about Mishnayis. But he, the Maral, Darshan, Berabim, you have to learn Mishnayis. Says the Taisis Yantif, until we had groups and groups who learned one parak of Mishnayis every day, one parak, another parak, another parak, and just kept on going, Khalila, the cycle kept on going. And in the Taisis Yantif, he writes, it wasn't only in Prague, Asher Hadas Nitna, that this edict, so to speak, was given out. Miagoyin Hanizger from the Maral, he says, many Kilois HaKodesh adopted this minog of every day learning one parak of Mishnayis, Bechabura, or individuals, and just to have a Bekiyos in Mishnayis. Um, when he was young, the Maral came into, I guess, I, can't, I don't know if he had a class, a yeshiva, whatever it was, and he asked the question, why do you learn Mishnayis for a nifter? So one boy came up and said, as we know, Mishnah is the same um, letters as Nishama. So the Maral was looking for another answer, and he turned to the Taisis Yantif, Yantif Lipman, and he asked him, Nu, do you have a tarot? Did you ever think about it? So he thought for a few moments, and he said as follows. The Taisis Yantif says, that the Tztukim were those who denied Torah Shabal Peh. And they denied also the concept of Tchiyas HaMesim, that uh, there's going to be another world, a resurrection of those who are Nifter. So when a person is Nifter, the Chachamim wanted to stress that there's another world, there's an Eilam Haba. They wanted to stress there's going to be a Tchiyas HaMesim, this Nifter is going to get up, but Tchiyas HaMesim. So they made a Takana, that you should learn Mishnayis, which is the foundation of Teresh And when you learn Mishnayis, so you are Magbir the Amuna, you strengthen your Amuna in Olam Haba and in Tchias HaMesim, and that is connected with the Tztukim, in the times of Chazal, the times of the Mishnayis, the Tztukim were trying to deny. 
The Maral got up, gave a kiss to him on his head, to, to, to Taisus Yontif, and he said, this child's going to be a God of Yisrael, and the Mishnayis are going to be the Yisoyed L'Chachmasai V'Tairasai. The Mishnayis are going to be the foundation for his Chachma and for his Taira. So, that was the prophetic words of the Maral for someone who's going to be known for his Pirish HaMishnayis, the Taisus Yontif. In Prague, he got married to the daughter of Hagvir Rabarn Ashkenazi. I don't know how old he was, but by the age of 18 in Shin Nun Zayin, again, he was born in 1579, Shin Lamites. So in Shin Nun Zayin, he was 18 years old. He was appointed to be a Dayan in Prague. Now, as we'll see later, there was an, a, a very tragic story with the Taisus Yantif. And because of that, he wrote a Megillah about part of his life. He called it Megillus Eva, not Megillus Echa, Megillus Eva, because it was hatred that caused the troubles that he had. So a lot of the history that we have is actually from his own pen. So he writes, when I was 18, I was appointed as a Dayan or Moira. His Lashon is, Shavakecha min hagibayrim in Mocham equal like one of the warriors in the war of Taira. That they judged all big and hard things. So he's writing at 18, he was a Dayan, at the same level as all the other Dayanim in Prague. He also writes that he had a yeshiva in his house, like Pasak Yeshiva Mesach Beisi, Mishmaris Vichaburois, Yoim Valayla Layif Saiku. He says there was constant Mishmaris and Chaburois shifts, it almost sounds like Rabchaim Velazhener. In Velazhen, he had 24 hour shifts, so there was always learning going on in Velazhen. It sounds like the same idea here that Taisis Yantav had in his home. Begam Kesev Vizov Rav, he had a lot of money, it sounds like. Could be from his father in law, we said he was a Gvir. He had a lot of Svarim. Um, he writes there that many of the Loimdim, they would learn Rabbeinu Bechaye every Shabbos. And there were groups of them learning it. He says, I also was mitzvah to these groups. And that's what was Ma'irim, as we mentioned before, to write a pirush on Rabbeinu Bechayi's Kabbalah. Because he was learning it Bechabura with the Loimdim in Prague. He also writes that he had the Kabbalah Sefer of the Ramban on Chomish, which he writes, I had as a cloth. It hasn't yet been printed. So he, he seems his wealth, he had a lot of Svarim, and yeshiva, and he was a Dayan. He was a Dayan in Prague for 28 years. 28 years he was a Dayan in Prague. He was there while the Maral was the Avbezdin the Rav, after the Maral was the Kliyakar, after the Kliyakar was the Shloha Kadosh. So throughout all of those Rabbanim of Prague, he was a Dayan on the Bezdin in Prague. He learned in a shul, besides for his own yeshiva he had in his house, but he writes that he learned in a shul which is today called the Pinchas shul. He actually refers to it as the Pinchas shul. My good friend Yaakov Schwab, who is my shutuf when I take trips to Europe, he is our tour guide, plus much more, um, he sent me a message, clearly you should say it's the Pinchas, not the Pinchas. But the Taisiziantim himself was here in a moment called it the Pinchas Shul. So I can't tell you exactly what the name is, but it's still there, Adaye Mazeh. It was built by a Yid named Rabbi Aaron Ish Horowitz. 
The original Horowitz, Ish Horowitz, are all the Horowitzes from today, the Bostoners, their real name is Ish Horowitz, a man from Horowitz. Horowitz was a city in Spain, and when they left Spain after the Inquisition, they moved eastward, they called themselves Ish Horowitz. So Rabaran Halevi Ish Horowitz built this shul, and he called it on the name of his father-in-law, who was named Pinchas, or Pinchas. He had seemed to have a Bismedjish there before, and this Rev, Rev Horowitz, Rev Aaron Horowitz, made it into a bigger shul, so he called it the Pinchas Shul. In the Divrei Chamudais, the Taisis Yantif Pirish Anochat Sitzis, he writes in Sivkat and Chavhei, that in Kila Kedaisha Prague, before I was that Bezdin, which is much later, we haven't gotten there yet. Before I became the Rav, I used to learn there. And he writes in a different Sefer, Akdama, to the Sefer Mitzvah Stillin, over there, that's where the Chachmei Prague used to learn in this Pinka Shul. I was eichet to be there at the Pinka Shul in Prague a few years ago. Right now it's an unbelievable place to visit. It's no longer a shul, but what it is is a, a, a memorial to all of the Jews and communities in that region, Moravia, that were killed during the Holocaust. Every name of every person is engraved on the wall of the shul. Hundreds of thousands of names. On the front by the Aron Kaidish, they have the names of all the cities, and on the wall throughout the whole shul, and the upstairs that has this Nashim, thousands, hundreds of thousands of names engraved into it. You could Google it and see pictures. It's mind-boggling to see the amount, and that's not even six million, but to see the amount. That's the Pinkus shul where the Taisis Yantiv says he used to learn. In the year 1625, in Shin Pei Hei, he became the Rav in the city of Nicholsburg. Nicholsburg, and his Rebbe, the, we spoke about um, Ramard Chabanet a few weeks ago, was the Rav of Nicholsburg. His Rebbe, the Maral, from 1553 to 1573, we'll talk about it next week, was a Rav in Nicholsburg as well. So he became a Rav in Nicholsburg, the Taisis Yantif. He was only there for four months. In the same year, in 1625, a new community was being established in Vienna, Wien. The capital city of Austria, of Österreich, there's a whole history of why it was a new Kehila. They weren't allowed to be there. The Jews were chased out. A new Kehila was there, and he was invited to become the Rav and establish the Kehila. And he writes over there, he was Tikein Takonis Hagunais Biyofais. He made many Takonis there as he established the city. The one, tak, one of the Takonis is that he made a Mishabeirach for people who don't talk during davening. Now, this is the famous Taisus Yontes Mishaberach. This is long before he was in, in, uh, in, in Prague. This is long, be- or in Krakow. This is long before he was in, in Tach Vitat. We're talking about Shin Pei Hei. He already had the Mishaberach. We'll get to that a little later in the Shir. Why did he make this Mishaberach? He already saw this Mishaberach earlier. He didn't compose this Mishaberach. It was composed by the Maral in Nicholsburg. In Nicholsburg, the Maral saw there were two things the Jews were lax in. One was that talking during davening, and the other one was in Stam Yayin. Nicholsburg is full of vineyards there. We were there. Full of vineyards and grapes. There was a lot of wine going on. So the Maral was misakin. Instead of going negative against people who didn't do things correctly, he made a Mishaberach for those who don't talk during davening. And for those, and for those who um, those who don't talk during davening, and for those who are nizar in yayin esach, in yayin esach. 
So he saw that in Nicholsburg and he brought it to Wien as well. In Malbusha Yantiv, which is his Pirish on Shulchan Aruch, he writes, um, Legabe having a klaf, they had a, the Haftarahs were on a klaf in, uh, in Wien, and he writes that there should only be one of eight tachayim, there should be only one um, handle. Not like a Sefer Torah that has two, according to the Gemara, Haftarahs and Nevi'im only have one. Nowadays, a lot of places have klaf and they have two. But he writes, I made a takana in Wien, and he writes in Prague, there should only be one. Um, he also made a takana that before Baruch Shamar every day, while everyone is in Talis and Tefillin, they would say, Archas Chayim Laharash, one seventh. They divided up into seven portions. One seventh of Archas Chayim Laharash every day was said, Bitsibur. Many takanas. It was a new keila. He was able to do what he wanted there. Um, in 1627, so about two years later, he was then offered the Rabbonus in Prague. He became the Avbezdin of Prague. And after a half a year, he writes, I also became the Rosh Hashiva. And he says, Baruch Hashem, Gamshnem. I was able to do both. I was able to do both. It wasn't so easy always to do both. The Kliyakar complained a little bit that he had too many jobs over there in Prague when he was the Rav. He was the Darshan, he was the Rav, the Dayan, he was also the Rosh Hashiva. Um, the the uh, the Tzitzantiv said he was able to do both. Um, while he was the Rav of Prague is when he composed and he authored the Madani Melech and the Lechem Chamudos, which is a Pirish on the Rush. And he started writing, he says, the Mabushe Yontif Al Dalit Haturim, which is on the four uh, on, on the Arba Turim on the tour. Now we only have Mabushe Yontif on Arachayim, but it seems that he wanted to write. I don't know if he did. Um, he wanted to write on all four Chalakim of Shulchan Aruch. And even though he writes, I'm writing on the tour, the Mabushe Yontif is really um, Hasagos, it's really comments on the Levush. There was a lot of Tainas that Gedolim had on the Levush's Pirish for different reasons, and for some reason the Taisis Yontif decided to write Hasagos on the Levush. He calls it that he's writing on the tour, but Be'ikr it's Hasagos on the Levush, we only have Arachayim. And he writes over there, Alisi Mailis Gedolis, I went up on great heights, Meachas Lachas, one by one, Upesa Pisaim, and all of a sudden, suddenly, I fell, Mamish, down to the bottom, from the top step, straight down to the bottom. Yishem Hashem Mevarech He writes, Hashem should be blessed. Persons Mechuyev Levarech Halatoiv Valara. And he writes, it's just like Yerushalayim and Eicha and Eicha Yuham. It says the, the, the godless of Klai Yisrael, level by level, one by one. And then, how they fell straight down to the bottom. He compares his gedula and his falling to Chorban Habayis. What was the issue? So in Tammuz and Shin Pei in 1629, to know the history of the region, they were in the middle of the 30-year war. The 30-year war was a religious war in Europe that went from 1618 to 1648. And there was a lot of taxes that were being put on the different communities, especially the Jews. And the Rabbonim, the Taisas Yontif, they divided up the taxes according to the Jews, according to their financial ability. If you're more wealthy, you had to pay more taxes. That's the way it went. You find in halacha like this, sometimes taxes are lefi hanefesh, goes by the amount of people, sometimes it has to go according to your wealth. A lot of rich people in Prague were not happy about this, or some of the rich people. Some, there's a, a Messiah that the person who was really upset 
was his friend from many years earlier who had answered the Maral's question about Mishnayis and Nishama, Mishnah Nishama, and the Maral liked the Taisis Yantif Teretz better. From then on, he already had it in for the Taisis Yantif. And they went to the government and they told the government in Vienna, they told him that the Mara, that the, sorry, the Tzitzyantif wrote a sefer called Madani Melech. He's calling himself a king. And not only that, in that sefer he talks about Goyim, he talks about Nitrim, Christian, uh, and he, he, he speaks disparagingly about the Oiv de Avoid And it was a big, big Avera. They took him, they arrested him, they took him, it was, this was a terrible busha. The Rav of Prague, Yir Ve'em Yisrael, they took him and in, in, in they arrested him and they took him to Vienna. And the, the trial came, and the verdict was he's going to be put to death. The Rav was going to be put to death. There was a whole Bashar Tamaisa. His son had done a taiva for a wealthy, a wealthy uh, officer who put in a good word. There was a lot of hishtadlus by many, many. The world was up in uproar what was going on here. And after 40 days in prison, there's a famous painting you might come across of a rabbi in jail Supposedly, it's the Taisis Yantiv. There's a rub there looking out like a jail window. Um, it's a famous painting from those years, 1600s, 1700s. Supposedly, it's a painting. It's a painting of him. Um, the dates I don't think work out so well. If that's the true Misaira, but that's what they say. It's been sold for a lot of money. Um, so after 40 days, he was freed, and he had to pay a penalty of 10,000 golden coins within two years. He had to get co-signers on it. He had to pay a certain amount up front. And they told him, you can never be Rav of Prague again. Never be Rav of Prague again. So he writes, on Erev Yom Kippur in the year Shin Sadi, again, this happened, Hey Tammuz, the fifth day of Tammuz in Shin Peites. A few months later, Yom Kippur of Shin Sadi, it's still 1629. He says, I returned to Prague, Orum Mikola Sheyeshli, naked, from all that I had, Vorum Mikavar Rabonis. And also, I was stripped of the Rabonis. He says, I was so upset, I got sick for three months. He got sick for three months because of this. Now, at that point, I want to point out that he established for his family that on Hey Tammuz is a Yom Hatainis. To remember the day that this. Masira happened, and that he was thrown in jail, it was a Yom Tainus for his family. However, when he was freed, he did not make it a Yom Simcha. And the reason he didn't make a Yom Simcha, he says, he came across the Sefer of the Yosef Lekach HaMegillas Esther. Rebbe Lezer Ashkenazi was a Rav in Krakow, Rav in Krakow, and um, he wrote a Pirish HaMegillas Esther. The Groz Pirish is based on the Yosef Lekach. He's an Achron from 400 years ago. Um, Raburi knows he's Rav Brevda's Zayda Zechreina Levracha, and in there in the Akdamat Yosef Lekach he writes the difference between Purim and Chanukah. Purim was a day of Simcha because no Jew died during the Purim story. Chanukah he writes Chazal didn't make a Yom Simcha because even though we celebrate with Halavahida, but there are many Jews died during the wars. So he says, even though I was freed from jail, but look, I don't have my Rabbanus, I don't have any money, I'm not back to my Gedula, I've sacrificed so much. So there's a Yom Tainus on Hey Tammuz for the family, but he wasn't ready to make a Yom Simcha yet, because he didn't feel that he had a full Geula. Um, he then went in Tammuz of Shin Sadi Aleph, which is about a year afterwards, the next year, he left Prague, and he went first to Lublin for a little bit, his youngest son got married, then he went to another son to live there in Brisk, in Lita. And in Cheshvan of Shin Sadi Beis, which is the next year, 
um, he became the Rav in Nemerov. You might remember in Nemerov. Chav Sivan, we talked about Rabbi Chiel from Nemerov, of Tach Vitat. He became the Rav of Nemerov, in, um, which was in Russia or in the Ukraine. In the Taisis Yontif, Peya, Perek Vav, Mishnah Dalit, he writes, Vinei Zikani Hashem Yisborach, Hashem merited me that when I made the Maduras Achroinus, most of Taisis Yontif, as we'll see later in the Shir at the end, he wrote when he was first in Prague as a Dayan, before he left to become a Rav in Nicholsburg. But he wrote other editions, Maduras Achroinus, he calls. He says, I, I'm writing this Madura Achroinus when I'm here in Nemerov Hagedoyla, Beretz Russia in Russia, after I had such troubles, Baruch Hashem, now I'm able to be a Rav in Nemerov, that wasn't in, in the Austrian Empire, he was able to be a Rav there. Um, in Shin Sadi Dalit, two years later, became a Rav in Ukraine in Ludmir, 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 which is um, a little bit north of Lemberg, or Lvov as they call it. And he was there for ten years, and... In the year Tuf Gimel, which is about nine years later, he started putting out the final edition of Taisis Yantif. He brought it to Krakow to start being getting ready to be printed. But as we'll see, he didn't finish it for another two years, the printing, until Tuf Hay, when he was already a Rav in Krakow. So he was there for about ten years, and um, he had a lot of politics with the Balabatim there as well, but he prevailed there. In Tuf Dalit in 1644, he was invited after the Petira of the Bach a few years earlier to be the Rav of Krakow. He became the Rav and Aleph Adar. And Aleph Adar, now he felt is a time to make a yonta for his family. He was Keveya Aleph Adar as a Yoyim Mishnah V'Simcha Lizari Ad Oilam. And that's where he ends his Megillah. So from Prague until... until um, from being a Dayan in Prague at 18 till now is all written in that Megillah. It's fascinating. If you want to find it, you could find the Megillah's Eva online around the Yitzhak Chachma. Um, in Ovis, Parakei Mishnah Dalet, he asked the question about the Tzach Hadash B'Achav. He writes, In this year, Shabbos HaGadol, here in Krakow, when I darshan Shabbos HaGadol, I asked, what is the Tzach Hadash B'Achav? He doesn't understand what it is. It seems this must have been his first Shabbos HaGadol drasha, because by the next year of Tav Hay, he had already finished printing the last Madura of Taisis Yantif. So he's quoting his first Shabbos HaGadol drasha. So this was again in 1644. Then Tach 1648-1649, as we know, Chalmaniski, we talked about this in Chav Sivan, Tach came. And as we know, here's where the Taisis Yontif became famous for his Mishaberach. Because it seems he didn't establish the Mishaberach in Krakow right away. Krakow was an established city. He wasn't bringing his own Minhagim there. He had established, he learned it in Nicholsburg, and he established it in Wien. It was a new kehila. But now we had a Shailas Chaylaim, as we know, why Tachvitat happened. They said because of talking about Sakneses. So he reinstituted the Mishaberach. Now the truth is, like I said before, the Mishaberach, the Maral composed in the Taisis Yantif also, was because people were being lax in talking during davening. If you look at the original Mishaberach, not the one that's today, it says don't talk during davening in Kriya Satira. The original one says don't talk during, I have here the Nusach. And this is the Nusuch when I was at his kever. This is the Nusuch that I said for our Kehillah. And he writes, You shouldn't talk, Min Baruch Sha'amar Agmar Atvila, Uvishas Kriya Sefer Taira. 
So we're talking about that people were talking when it's, you're not allowed to talk. That's what the original Tamisha Berich was for. It's for people to keep the halacha, as opposed to going negative and, and, and shushing and doing things like that. He made a Mishaberich for those who keep the halacha. Like the Maral and Mishaberach, for those who keep the halacha and don't drink Stam Yayin. It's not a hider. So, and after Tachvitat, we mentioned this on Chav Sivan, he made a kina and Slichais, specifically for the Kila of Nemerov, Rabbi Chil of Nemerov. We talked about him. Why? It, 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 it was close to his heart, because the Taisis Yantiv was a Rav in Nemerov. Taisis Yantiv's son was actually in that yeshiva of Rabbi Chil of Nemerov during Tachvitat. But it was close to his heart because this was his. These were his people. Um, he wasn't there for too long in Amarov, only two years. But that was his first rabbanus after his uh, his troubles. And after Tachvitat, he had to be involved in number one, taking care of the survivors. Remember, two million people were killed in Tachvitat, and not with gas chambers. Um, it was a lot of people killed in those two years, and he had to. There, there was. He had to take care of all the aniim. He had to take care of the Shailas Chamuras of Agunais, the Ragunais. In the Chuva Semach Tzedek HaKadmoin, the Rav of Nicholsburg as well, he writes over there that um, a certain he- long Chuva Nagun, and he writes, V'hiskimu beheter, the Gidoile Hadar Moire Haram, for Semes, Rabbi Sol Yontif Lipman, Baltaisis Yontif, agreed to my heter. See, they were, the Gidoilim were reckoning with him. He was very involved in the Shail of Agunais for the women at that time. Rahman al-Itzlan. When he turned 75, he was not well, and they added on the names Gershon Shol. Why exactly those names? There's many different, uh, there's not many, there's, a, there's some opinions of why those names. And even though he ended up being Nifter, um, they kept the name. It's still on his Matseva. They kept the name, usually add a name to a person, Rahman al-Itzlan, who's sick and he passes away, you don't usually keep the name. Here they kept the name, and that's how his name became only Besaif Yamov, Gershin Shal Yontif Lipman Halevi, and he was Nifter, Vav Elul, Tuf Yudalid, 1654. Now it's the famous story that Shleim Karbach made famous called Yossel the Miser. I don't know if the person's name was Yossel or not, but... The story happened with the Taisis Yontif. The Taisis Yontif is buried in the old cemetery of Krakow behind the Ramoz Shul, but he's not buried with all the other Rabbonim there, with the Megal Amukas and the Bach and the Megina Shleimah. Whoever's there, he's not buried. He's not buried in the same area as the Rabbonim, all the way at the other side. And it seems that there are two ways to get into the cemetery. One's from the Ramoz Shul, and the other is there was a door on the other side. And the story of Yossel of the Miser, Bikitzer, is that the Taisis Yontif was collecting money, and there was a person, a very rich person, who never gave a lot. And one time, the Tais Yantiv wanted him to give more. It was necessary. He refused. He told him, if you don't give, we called him to Besdin. He says, if you don't give what you could, then when you're Nifter, you're not going to be buried in a Bakovitika place. You're going to put you by the gate of the Beis Akvaris. And Kachava, he was Nifter at the gate of the Beis Akvaris. He was Nifter and buried there. And a little bit later, someone who used to give a lot of money to Stucka stopped giving. And Tais Yantiv said, what's going on? I know Shlomo Kabach has a story a little different. I can't tell you exactly if it was, he has the same story, a different story, but this is the story that's brought down, the Gavi the Taisis Yontif. And he called the guy, he said, how come you not give any money? He says, it was never really my money. It was that miser, so to speak, the Kamsen, the Karga, as they call him in the Yiddish, the cheap one, he was the one who used to give me the money and, prom- and, and, and made me promise that I wouldn't tell anyone the money came from him. And the Taisis Yontif realized that he was Bemis, a hidden tzaddik, and he has to be buried next to him, and he was taka buried also over there 
at the edge of the cemetery. Right now, there's no door there. There's one place, maybe there's a doorway, looks like it was filled in stones. It's hard to see, but he's for sure on the other end of the Beis Akvaris, next to this Yassel the Miser. And if uh, I think Rabbi Greensand put on the, his status, the picture, the kever right next to the Taisis Yantif, people put Kvitlach there and things like that because that was supposedly the famous Yosela the Miser. Let's talk about the Taisis Yontif's Pirish for a few moments. Well, the Taisis Yontif writes, why did he write his Sefer? Um, because he wrote, the Rambam wrote his Pirish, and the Pirish of Mishnah Yisla, Rambam, is not like a Rashi on, on the Mishnah, it's like Rashi on the Gemara with Dibra Maskels. It's to, to get the Klalim from the Mishnahis. The Bartanura, the Rav, as we call him, is more like a Rashi on Gemara, is on the Mishnayis. But the, um, sometimes he says he's not, he's not always so clear. Sometimes there's steers in Mishnayis he doesn't address. Taisis Yantif says, it's really all my fault. I'm the one who doesn't understand the Rav. But Lamais, I don't understand it. So I wrote a Pirish to explain it. And he saw his Pirish on the Rav and the Mishnayis, like Taisvis, is on Rashi and the Gemara. Just like there's the Gemara, there's Rashi, and Taisvis asks questions, and Mavara things, and brings from others. So too, he felt that his Pirish is like Taisvis um, on the Rav and the Mishnayis, and therefore he called his Pirish Taisvis Yontif. That's why he called it like that. Um, like we said before, even though he printed the final Madura in Krakow in Tough Hay, however, at the end of Seder Taharis, he writes that on the fourth day, in um, the month of Cheshvan, in the day of Cheshvan, in the year Shin Ayin Zion, so Shin Ayin Zion is uh, 1617, and he writes the Simon is Shana Taiva, Shin Ayin Zion and Shana Taiva are the Gematria 377. He says, I'm 38 years old, and I finished this Pirish. And even though he writes, I haven't reach the days of Bina, I'm not 40 years old yet, I still am printing my Sefer, because I feel that there's a big Tzarech for it, and therefore, he's using very poetic plays on Divrei Chazal, even though it's meaning I'm not of age yet, the time is not yet causing me, because I'm not 40, but yet I'm still printing the Pirish, because I feel the necessity. In the Hakdama, um, or before that actually, he has Askamas from the Kliyakar, he calls him the Eil Ephraim, who was the Rav in Prague at the time, as we said, and the Shla. Remember we said he was a Dayan when the, Kli- the Maral, the Kliyakar, and the Shla. So he wrote his Pirish when he was then in Prague, he has a Askama from the Eil the Kliyakar, and the Shla. And the Shla writes that actually he spent a lot of money, the Taisis Yontif, to make sure that the paper and the ink and the letters were printed beautifully, Zakeli van Veyu. Just like Rebbe Kivega writes, you should print beautiful Svarmashi Geshmak to learn from. The Shla in his Askama to the Taisis Yantif writes that the Taisis Yantif spared no money, spent a lot of money, that it should be printed properly. A couple Chidushim from the Taisis Yantif. In the Akdama to the Sefer, he writes, we call the um, uh, a tractate, we call it, a section of, of Gemara, or Mishnah is a Masechta, or a Maseches. Where is that from? What does the word mean? So he says that it's from the Lashon of Mascha Yena. And that is, 
Kol mesechta mezuga umureves bedinim shainim. Every mesechta is a mixture of all different types of dinim. Just like when you take wine and you mix the wine together and it becomes tasty, you put some maybe some some uh, some flavor into it and so on and so forth. That's called. That's called a mesechta because a mesechta is made up of so many flavorful dinim that come together to something so delicious. That's called a maseches or a miseches it should be. And the targum is mesechta. In Aramaic it's mesechta. This is what he writes. He writes in Sefer Hasidim he found that he says a different shot. He says tairel shabal peh is like wool and linen that you work very hard with them and you're involved in them and then you weave them together. And a weave, when you set something up on a, on, on a weaver, um, you, um, it's called a maseches, a maseches. By Shimshon it says, im ha-maseches, the kamatz is, because it's a, it's a, it's a kamatz, it's a, uh, a snachta there, it's really, the word is maseches, says the, says the uh, Taisis Yontif, according to the Sefer Hasidim, because you're setting up the loom, because everything is set up, you work and you create this thing. So he writes, according to the Sefer Hasidim, the word is maseches, the according to me that I say it's because it's a mixture, the word is miseches. So if you want to know which is the right way to say it, maseches or miseches, or masechta or misechta, they're both right. It depends if you're going in the Taisis Yantzib Pshat or in the Sefer Chasidim Pshat. Now, I just want to say, I'm going to go two minutes over because Rebuti also gave me extra two minutes, Baruch Hashem. On his yard site, I came across, Derech Agav, two Gishmaka Taisis Yantzibs. The first one I was learning, Nazir Perakei Mishnehei. And over there he says a pshat in a Mishnah that's not like the Gemara says. It's not against the Gemara, but it's different than the Gemara. And he writes, I feel that just like in Chumash, you could say pshat in a Pasuk, as long as it doesn't contradict Chazal, you could say all different pshatim. In a Mishnah you could do the same thing. You could say a pshat even as long as it doesn't contradict Chazal. Chiddush number one. The same day I was punk looking in Oznayim Latayra, and Shilua Chakain, was that week's parasha last week? And he says, Look in the Taisas Yantif in Mesech de Brochus, Parakemish Negimol, Al Kansiper Yagirach Amecha. And we know there's all different Pshatim in Shilua Chakain, Al Kansiper Yagirach Amecha, have Rachmanis. And the Mishnah Mesech de Brochus says, Mishaskin I say. If a guy gets up and says that by davening, you make him keep quiet, it's not Rachmanis on the bird, it's a Gzeira. So how come we have all these different pshatim and drush about the Rachmanis? So Taisis Yantip says over there, you're allowed to say pshatim, as long as it's not how you're paskening halacha lamaisa. There's pshat, there's drush, and then there's halacha lamaisa. If a person gets up to Davin and he says, that means he's paskening, he's being machlit. He's saying it's definitive Rachmanis. That Chazal said, no, you can't do that. So that's the only time Mishaskin is say. But anyone else who wants to say a pshat in Rachmanis, you could. If you look at the Ramban in Chumash, he's also bothered by it. He'll, very Geshmaka Ramban, one of the biggest Yisaitis Ramban in all of Chumash, is on that Pasuk about Taimei HaMitzvahs. And he's bothered by the same question, what do you do with that Mishnah? And the Yantiv is saying, as long as you don't say it in Tefillah, you're not being machlet it, you could say Pshatim that are Yisairus and Derech Drush, Mashenk and Derech Drush, Upshat, you're allowed to do it. And the Gemara also says, Ahu Dinachis, one person went down in front of, I forgot which Amoira, and again, that means he went to Davin. When he comes to Davin and he's being machlit that, that you can't do. To say pshatim you could. And we'll just end off that Rameir Arik, 
Zechreina Levracha was once asked um, about the Maral, if he created a Golem or not. If he created a Golem. And he said like this, he said, if the Maral created a Golem, I don't know. But he says one thing, to have a Talmud like the Taisus Yantif, that's a much bigger Chiddush than anything. So, this is the Taisus Yantif, um, he should be a Melitz for Gans Klai Yisrael. We should be Nisairer to learn his Pshatim, to learn his Taira, the Yisaidus of Mishnayis and Taira Shabbat And Bez Hashem, we should be Zaycha to the Gula Shleima, Bimheira Amen.